Listen up, everybody. On Tuesday, March 19th, 4.15 Eastern Time, that's 1.15 here local in LA, I'll be hosting a webinar to discuss Cambria's two new ETFs, the Cambria Tactical Yield ETF, ticker TYLD, and the Cambria Micro and Small Cap Shareholder Yield ETF, ticker MYLD. Head over to Cambria's Twitter and LinkedIn pages to find the registration link. Once again, that's March 19th at 4.15 Eastern Time. Look forward to seeing you. Carefully consider the fund's investment objectives, risk factors, charges, and expenses before investing. This and other information can be found by visiting our website at www.cambryfunds.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing or sending money. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of capital. The Cambry ETFs are distributed by Alps Distributors, Inc., member FINRA, FINRA. Welcome, podcast friends. We have a fantastic episode for you today. Last year, we published The Best Investment Writing, Volume 4. We offered authors the opportunity to record an audio version of their chapter to be released as a segment of the podcast, and listeners loved it. This year, we're once again bringing you the entire volume of The Best Investment Writing, Volume 5, in podcast format. You'll hear from some of the most respected money managers and investment researchers from all over the world. Enough from me. Let's get to our guest and let them take over this special episode. Hi, I'm Campbell Harvey, a professor at Duke University. I would like to introduce my paper, Breaking Bad Trends, written with three of my colleagues at research affiliates, Ashish, Christian, and Michaeli. I will share the reading with Michaeli. Our paper resides on SSRN and is freely downloaded and includes tables, figures, and many references. Let me motivate the paper. Researchers in academic finance have long known that there is some persistence in returns, so-called time series momentum. However, an important choice needs to be made. How far back in time do you go to measure the trend? One year? One month? One day? Academic researchers usually make a choice and stick to it. Here's the trade-off. If the look back is longer, then the signal might not be very responsive to current information. Sometimes this is called a a slow signal, and you might miss an important turning point. For example, your trading system uses a one-year look back, and the past 12 months return is negative, which means you're short. However, the past one month's return is positive, potentially signaling a rebound. If that rebound is realized, you miss it because you're using the slower 12-month momentum signal. This is known as a type 2 error or a missed opportunity. In this situation, it would have been better to use a shorter, more responsive look back. The shorter look back is often called a fast signal. However, there are some disadvantages to the shorter look back because it is susceptible to noise. Suppose you see that the past one month return is positive, even though the past 12 months is negative, and you put on a long position. It turns out that this positive return in the past month was not a rebound. It was just noise, and your investment loses value. This is known as a type 1 error, or a false positive. Our paper takes a different approach. We begin by blending slow with fast, in our case, a 12-month signal and a one-month signal. 
and showed that the blend does better than either the fast or the slow individually. We then tackle what many consider the holy grail of momentum trading. We develop a method to dynamically change the speed of the signal based upon current information. We will show evidence suggesting that the dynamic strategy outperforms traditional methods in our tests on historical data. Let me begin with the introduction. Trend-following investing, that is, time series momentum strategies, can successfully exploit trends in asset prices as demonstrated in numerous research studies over the past 30 years. Such a strategy varies its position in an individual asset over time based upon the sign of trailing returns over some fixed look-back window. For example, monthly trading as a function of the most recent 12 months of returns. Going long during sustained periods of uptrend, sometimes known as a bull market, or short during sustained periods of a downtrend, sometimes known as bear markets, tends to be a good bet under such a strategy. However, trend will occasionally break down and reverse direction, that is, at corrections and rebounds. At and after these breaks or turning points in momentum, such trend following tends to place bad bets because trailing returns can reflect an older, inactive trend direction. Faster trend signals, for example, only a few months of trailing returns, rather than solving the problem, increase the tendency of placing bad bets because faster signals often reflect noise instead of a true turn in the trend. The momentum literature, however, has essentially ignored uh, this issue. And little attention is paid to what we refer to as the Achilles heel of trend investing. We study the impact of trend breaks and present three main new findings. First, we document and quantify the impact of turning points on trend performance in general. We define a turning point for an asset as the month in which it's slow, that is longer look back horizon, and fast, the shorter look back horizon, momentum signals differ in their indications to buy or sell. We find a negative relationship between the number of turning points that an asset experiences and its risk-adjusted performance of its 12-month trend-following strategy. This relationship manifests not only across a diverse collection of assets from different asset classes, but also carries over to multi-asset portfolios of trend-following strategies. Although such a relationship might not seem surprising, to at least to some extent, its economic impact can be substantial. For a multi-asset trend-following portfolio normalized to have a 10% annual volatility over the last 30 years, a one standard deviation increase in the average number of breaking points, that is plus 0.45, 
is associated with a decrease of approximately 9.2 percentage points in the annual portfolio return. Moreover, we show that turning points reflect distinct information not transmitted by return volatility. Not only are turning points and return volatility uncorrelated, but volatility exhibits no significant relationship with risk-adjusted trend-following performance. Second, we find that the number of breaking points can help explain the deterioration of trend-following performance in the more recent years. Trend-following individual assets with monthly trading has performed well across several asset classes over several decades. This performance, however, has worsened in the most recent decade. During this recent period, the average number of turning points experienced across assets has increased. Six of the most recent 10 years are in the top one-third over the last 30 years when ranked by highest to lowest average number of turning points. An increase in turning points means a decrease in sustained periods of trend, that is, bull or bear markets, the market phases in which trend following is most effective. Babu and co-authors show that market moves measured as the absolute value of asset annual sharp ratios are contemporaneously positively related to the performance of trend-following strategies, and that the decrease in market moves in recent years can help explain the deterioration of the trend-following performance. Because this relationship is contemporaneous rather than predictive, it is not clear that we can use this relationship to improve trend-following strategies. In contrast, turning points observed differences between shorter and longer look-back horizons can be predictive of subsequent uh, returns and used to improve trend-following strategies. And a reference here is our companion paper written by the same authors called Momentum Turning Points and also available on SSRN. As our third main finding, we present trend-following strategies that react dynamically to asset turning points and improve performance of multi-asset trend-following portfolios, especially in months after turning points, which have become more frequent in recent years. Our analysis leverages and extends our work on momentum turning points, the companion paper that I mentioned, in which we show that the intersection of slow and fast time series momentum signals can provide predictive information about returns on equity indices. This information, in turn, can be used to improve time series momentum strategies. Our approach is not to be confused with moving average crossovers. Levine and Pedersen show that moving average crossovers are essentially equivalent the static blends of time series momentum strategies. Moreover, Hearst and co-authors show that the returns of trend-following strategies such as managed futures funds and CTAs can be explained by static blends of time series momentum. 
At a high level, our approach follows two basic steps. First, we partition an asset's return history into four observable states, bull, correction, bear, and rebound. By relying on the agreement or disagreement of slow and fast trailing momentum signals. Second, we examine the information content of these states for subsequent return behavior and use this to specify an implementable dynamic trend-following strategy that adjusts the weight it assigns to slow and fast time series momentum signals after observing market breaks or corrections or rebounds. Our application of this dynamic approach to multi-asset trend-following portfolios illustrates that not only can we help explain weaker performance in recent years, but we can construct a trend-following strategy that can exploit this relationship and recover much of the losses experienced by static window trend-following in the last decade. Hi, my name is Michele Mazzolini, and I'm a partner and a member of the multi-asset strategies team at Research Affiliates. Research Affiliates is a global leader in smart beta and asset location and delivers its investment solutions in partnership with some of the world's leading financial institutions. You can find more about us at researchaffiliates.com. Next, I'm going to read the fourth section of the piece titled Breaking Bad Trends and available on ssrn.com. First section, data and turning points. Subsection, data. We use monthly returns for 55 futures, forward and swap markets across four major asset classes, 12 equity indices, 10 bond markets, 24 commodities, and nine currency pairs. Our sample begins in January 1971 for some assets, and we add each asset when its return data become available through December 2019. Our time series of returns is based on holding the front month contracts, or one month forward or 10 years swap and swapping to a new front contract as its expiration date approaches. See Appendix A for more details. Subsection Time Series Momentum For each of the 55 markets, we construct a binary time series momentum strategy following the methodology described by Gark et al. 2019. Our static 12-month trend strategy uses a fixed look-back window size of 12 months of prior returns and goes long one unit if the asset's trailing 12-month return is positive. Otherwise, it goes short one unit. This simple design is similar to that used by Goyal and Jagadish 2017 and Huang et al. 2019. Note that we do not scale the momentum signal by trailing volatility, as do Moskowitz et al. 2012, and we do not exponentially weight past prices. We call this simple time series momentum strategy static to contrast with our dynamic strategies, which we discuss later. Subsection Turning Points we define asset market turning points based on the methodology described in Gark et al. 2019. For each of the 55 markets, we construct two binary time series momentum signals, labeled slow and fast, based on longer and shorter look-back windows of prior returns, respectively. For each asset I, its low and fast momentum signals for month M are the average of its monthly excess returns in preceding months. For example, Slow might be the average of the prior 12 months of returns, while fast might be the average of the prior two months of returns. 
Typically, slow will be based on 12 months or more, while fast will be three months or fewer to capture the difference between longer and shorter term trends. We say that asset I is at a turning point in month M if the signs of its slow and fast signals disagree. The basic idea is that if the average return over a shorter period is pointing in a different direction than the average return over a longer period, say up versus down, then the market might have encountered a breaking trend, say from downward trend to uptrend. If a trend break is indeed occurred, then slower signals prescribe bad bets. For instance, shorting the markets when an older downward trend when the market is recently trending up. On the other hand, if disagreement reflects noise in fast signals rather than the true trend breaks, then faster signals prescribe bad bets. Note that a turning points month for an asset is observable at the beginning of the month because it is based only on trailing returns. Later, we will exploit this property to construct time series momentum strategy with improved performance. For now, we focus on the within-year relationship between annual turning points and trend returns. We define the number of turning points per asset per year as Tp, which is equal to the number of months m in year y, such that the sign of so slick signals differ from the sign of fast signals. For each asset, Tp measure is an integer between 0 and 12, which counts the number of months within year y that were turning points months for asset i. Second section, turning points and static trend. In Exhibit 1, we plot the distribution of annual Sharpe ratio of static 12-month trend-following strategies against the number of asset turning points in the year for all assets, each calendar year, over the last 30 years. For each asset in each calendar year, we calculate the number of turning points as the frequency of month within the year for which the signs of its trailing 12-month and 1-month returns differ. Static 12-month trend goes long one unit if the asset's trailing 12-month return is positive, otherwise it goes short one unit. We calculate an asset's trend-following Sharpe ratio each year as the annual excess returns of trend-following divided by the annualized realized monthly volatility of trend-following. There are 1,561 asset year observations in total. Each box plot gives a vertical representation of the distribution of observations that have the given number of turning points. The horizontal lines of each box plot indicate the quartile of the distribution with the mean indicated by X. The height of the box represents the interquantile range, or IQR. The whiskers extend up and down from the box to the most extreme data points that are within 1.5 times the IQR above or below the box. We consider values beyond the whiskers as outliers represented by dots. Exhibit 1 shows a negative relationship between the frequency of turning points and trend-following performance across assets. As the number of turning points per year increases, the distribution of rescale performance of trend following during the year shifts downward. The exhibit also shows how costly turning points can be for trend following. For assets with six or more turning points within a year, typical returns to static trend following are negative. For assets with eight or more turning points within a year, the vast majority of returns to static trend following are negative with an annualized Sharpe ratio below minus one on average across assets. The frequency of turning points is not a proxy for return volatility. First, our measure of trend-following performance is on a risk-adjusted basis. We measure the trend-following performance of each asset in Exhibit 1 by its Sharpe ratio, which scales its annual returns by its annual volatility. This adjustment puts different assets on a comparable risk basis. Second, the negative relationship evident in Exhibit 1 vanishes if we replace the number of turning points by bins of assets' volatilities. See Exhibit B1 in Appendix B. Third, 
The number of turning points per asset per year is approximately uncorrelated with return volatility, only 0.02 correlation. High or low volatility can appear during periods of sustained uptrend or downtrend, as well as at and after turning points. The negative relationship between turning points frequency and trend following performance across the distribution of individual assets carries over to multi-asset trend following portfolios. In Exhibit 2, we plot the annual returns of a multi-asset portfolio of static 12-month trend-following strategy as a function of the average number of turning points for those assets in the year. Each year, Y, we compute the weighted average number of turning points across all assets, TP, by allocating equal weight to each asset's value within its asset class and equal weight to each asset class across the four asset classes. For example, we assign 1 over 96 weight to each of the 24 commodities, 1 over 24 to each commodities, and 1 over 4 to commodities overall. Similarly, we construct a multi-asset static trend portfolio return as the equally weighted average of individual asset static trend following returns. Similar to Exhibit 1, Exhibit 2 shows a distinct negative relationship between the number of turning points and the risk-adjusted performance of trend following strategies. The downward sloping fitted trend line with an R-square of 0.72 and a slope of minus 0.21 quantifies the negative relationship. A one-standard deviation increase in the weighted average number of assets turning points translates to approximately 9.2 percentage points lower annual returns, which is economically significant relative to the 10% annualized volatility level over the sample. Exhibit 3 shows the distribution of the number of turning points per year per asset across all 55 assets over the last 30 years split into two, the first 20 years and the last 10 years. The last 10 years exhibit an upward shift in the number of turning points relative to the first 20 years. This phenomenon is also present in Exhibit 2. Six of the most recent 10 years, highlighted with boldface text, have a weighted average number of turning points that rank in the top 10 years of the 30-year period. Given the negative relationship between the number of turning points and trend-following performance highlighted in Exhibit 1 and 2, this shift can help explain the deterioration of trend-following performance in the recent decade. Third section, Turning Points and Dynamic Trend. In this section, we adapt the dynamic trend-following methodology of Garke et al. 2019 to each asset in our universe of 55 assets. Based on the signs of the slow and fast momentum signals in equation 1 and 2, we define four market states for each asset in each month as follows. The market states equal bull if slow and fast signals are greater than zero. The market states equal correction if the slow signal is greater than zero and the fast signal is strictly smaller than zero. The market states equal bear if both signals, fast and slow, are strictly smaller than zero. The market state equal rebound if the slow signal is smaller than zero and the fast signal is greater than zero. Note that the union of correction and rebound phases equals turning point phases of our earlier definition. So the sign of the slow signal is different from the sign of the fast signal if and only if a market state is either a correction or a rebound. We also define the two returns to the slow and fast momentum strategies for each asset in each month as follows. So the returns of the slow strategy equal plus the market returns if the slow signal is positive, is equal to the minus the market returns if the slow signal is negative. Similarly, the returns of the slow strategy equals plus the market returns if the slow signal is positive and equal minus the market returns if the fast signal is negative. 
Recall from equations 1 and 2 that each signal is determined with information from months prior to month M, so that the market states are observable at the beginning of the month and apply to a position until the next month. The dynamic trend strategy return for each asset in each month blends the fast and slow returns in a way that can vary after observing different market states as follows. The dynamic trend returns equal the market returns if the market states coincide with a bull. The dynamic trend returns equal minus the market returns if the market states equals a bear. The dynamic trend returns equal a weighted average of fast and slow strategy when we observe correction and rebounds. Each mixing parameters, the weighted averages, is a mixing weight placed on the fast strategy after observing either a correction or rebound, respectively. Behavior after bull and bear states mimics the static strategy. For our historical simulation, we estimate these mixing parameters from historical returns in months following correction and rebounds prior to portfolio formation. Mixing parameters are estimated ex ante and do not use data from the future. For each asset without sufficient history prior to the beginning of the valuation period in January 1990, our sample is reduced by up to 48 months of return history needed to warm up the mixing parameters estimates. Implementation details are given in the Appendix C. The mixing parameters tilt each asset strategy away from or towards its fast trend strategy in an intuitive way. Intuitively, if historical returns tend to be positive after corrections, when the slow strategy goes long and the fast strategy goes short, then the mixing parameter is smaller than a half, reflecting a tilt away from fast. In contrast, if historical returns tend to be positive after rebounds, when the slow strategy goes short and the fast strategy goes long, then the mixing parameter is greater than a half, reflecting a tilt toward fast. If historical returns are negative after such states, then the direction of the tilt reverses. If the estimate is noisy, then there is shrinkage to the no information position of one half. This strategy is implementable as a trading strategy in real time, not just a backtest. We form the multi-asset dynamic trend portfolio as follows. Using the equations described above for each asset, at the beginning of each month, we blend the asset's low and fast trend strategies according to the observed market phases, which depends only on returns from prior months. We form the multi-asset dynamic trend portfolio return as a weighted average of individual asset dynamic trend returns. Similar to our static portfolio, dynamic portfolio asset weights are equally weighted within each asset class, and asset class weights are equal across the four asset classes. Our framework supports dynamic blending of two time series momentum strategy having slow and fast momentum signals. We illustrate the potential of dynamic trend strategies to handle turning points with a simple example, which uses a common choice of slow and fast horizon across all assets. The related work by Babu et al. 2020 studies the connection between market moves, absolute value of asset annual sharp ratios, and the performance of trend following strategy forms the average of 1, 3, 12 month static time series momentum strategy on each asset. We use the 2 and 12 look-back horizon for fast and slow signals, respectively, in our empirical analysis. The faster 2-month signal approximates the information in the short look-back windows of 1 and 3 months, and we blend this 2-month strategy dynamically with the slower 12-month signal-based strategy. In Exhibit 4, we compare the annualized monthly returns of this multi-asset dynamic trend portfolio alongside the 12-month static multi-asset trend portfolio, with each portfolio normalized to have 10% volatility over the status sample periods. Exhibit 4 also shows the decomposition of these returns into returns following bulls or bears and returns following turning points, 
correction or rebounds. Multi-asset static trend generates approximately 7.5% annualized average return over the 30-year evaluation period, yet only 1.8% in the most recent decade. Moreover, the vast majority of the returns to the multi-asset static trend portfolio in either evaluation period can be attributed to month after bull or bear phases. In contrast, the multi-asset dynamic trend portfolio not only generates returns after bull or bear phases in similar magnitude to the static strategy, but also generates returns in month after turning points. Average returns of both static and dynamic methods have decreased in recent years. However, dynamic trends generate a 4.3% average returns in the recent decade, which is more than double the 1.8% generated by st static trend. Moreover, the bulk of those gains are from returns harvested after turning points. We compare the performance of our dynamic trend strategy with the performance of various static trend strategies and with blends of static trend strategies in Exhibit 5. We draw similar inferences from these alternative static specifications. Fastest Static trend strategies or static blends of static trend strategies struggle to generate returns after turning points, particularly in the most recent decade. Fourth section, conclusion. Trend-following strategies at the monthly trading frequency have experienced notably weaker performance over the most recent decade compared with the prior two decades. The frequency of turning points in the trajectory of asset prices trends as measured by disagreement between slow and fast trailing momentum signals can help explain this phenomenon. Recent years have exhibited more turning points across assets and asset classes and, therefore, fewer periods of sustained uptrend or downward trend across all assets, those phases in which trend following is most effective. We show that observed market correction and rebounds carry predictive information about subsequent returns and we utilize such breaks to enhance the performance of trend-following strategies. We illustrate this fact with a multi-asset dynamic trend portfolio that focuses on addressing performance after turning points, while following a simple static trend strategy after bull and bear markets of each asset. We demonstrate that dynamic trend following can harvest returns after turning points returns that might have been lost under standard trend following.